Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Going to ask a favor of all of you. I want you to think real hard. I'm going to ask you this. What do you do your job for? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Trophies, rings, confetti, parades, and your name engraved in metal? Or wealth, stability, sending your kids to college, being able to retire. That is the crux of the question because it's Open Championship Week. And once again, golf is mired in the conversation. Tradition and trophies or money and time with family. That is the basic premise of the question as we head into the Open Championship that has nothing to do with who is going to put up a Claret Jug Sunday on 18, and instead, it's what do you do your job for in the game of golf? Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the hot and stifling Intracoastal Stone. The Banowitz, my ride or die Friday night lights. He runs this meltdown until 2 o'clock. Boy, uh, well, you and I both enjoy golf, and you probably watch more golf than I do. That's pretty fair, right? Yeah, for sure. But we love talking golf. We love the thought of golf. We love a major week. But, man, I don't think you and I, at least on the air, on the air, we have not had a conversation about golf that hasn't had to do with PGA Tour versus live in what probably going back to the Honda Classic, right? No doubt. Because that was when the Phil Mickelson Saudi comments became public. Yeah, it started off with the radio silent Phil. Right, exactly. And so from that point, any time... Unless we've had Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post on, and we'll get him on this week to, to break down the Open Championship, everything happening at St. Andrews. But from that point, it's all been live tour, Saudi money, blood money, getting the bag versus PGA Tour, which is tradition, heritage, greatness, etc. What we have not heard to this point, and he's talked about it briefly, but... He was not at the U.S. Open, so we did not get to have his thoughts put out there on the record in a firm manner because he sort of mentioned it in passing a couple of times at the Masters, but we have not heard full-throat, full-throttle Tiger Woods and his thoughts on the PGA Tour versus the Live Tour. Let's not forget this is a Tiger Woods, Jupiter Island resident, who basically has created what the PGA Tour has become. The money that is made on the PGA Tour is because Tiger Woods and what he lifted the game to. Tiger Woods today 
at St. Andrews, here is his first true forceful comments about the Live Tour. These players are doing for you know guaranteed money. Um, what, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um, you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. They're trying to, you know, playing blaring music and have all these um, atmospheres that are different. I, I just don't see how, you know, I've... 54 holes, I mean, I, I can understand 54 holes is almost like a mandate when you get to the senior tours. The guy's a little bit older and a little more banged up. But, you know, when you're at a young age and some of these kids, they really are kids, you know, who have gone from amateur golf in into that organization. Um, 72 hole tests, you know, are, are part of it. I mean, we used to have 36 hole playoffs for major championships. You know, that's, that's how it used to be. 18-hole um, U.S. Open playoffs. You know, that's... Um, I just don't see how that, that move is, is positive in the, in the long term. So Tiger Woods clearly is someone who believes strongly in the heritage of golf, right? The traditions of golf, the way it's always been, keeping its status quo, the competitive aspect of golf, because later on, Tiger flat out called out the likes of Brooks Kepka, of Bryson DeChambeau, and said there's a chance that they don't get allowed back to compete in majors. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to experience the Azaleas? At the Masters, why wouldn't you want to go play in your nation's championship, the U.S. Open, the chance to go to St. Andrews? How could you pass those things up? He, he called them out. But that is so easy to say for someone in Tiger Woods who has made not just more money, but significantly more money than any other living, breathing human being in the history of the sport. Not just the PGA Tour, but the sport. So Tiger Woods is and has been for a very long time now, decade and a half now, someone who has focused solely on, and he's shown it with the dedication he gives to the majors, that he is well past the point of worrying about money in his career. And it's all about legacy. How many majors can he win? How close he can get to Jack Nicholas? What books will be written about him? What documentaries will be made about him? How long his name will live in yeah. people's golf consciousness? That's Tiger's reality, right? Yeah, I mean, don't forget, he was offered upwards of a billion dollars yeah. to join the Live Tour. And he passed. Like, like up front, blank check, one Billion probably could have negotiated dollars. it higher, <laughs> right? Right. So how about uh, how about a point five after that <laughs> uh, that one? And I, I think there's an argument to to make. Has Tiger ever gotten it out of the dirt in his career? No, he was the best in the world at age 17. Like he's not a guy who grinded and had to fly state to state and kind of stack up his money and climb to the ranks. Well, I think he was what, always up front. I think what he means. I mean, he was at a very young age. He was pushed and got, and practiced yeah. and got himself to that point. He won the U.S. Amateur. He, he won a national championship at Stanford. All these things. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna. I, he he grinded. I don't think he got anything handed to him. But 
what Tiger Woods now is in a position to do is look at everybody from the highest of pedestals and ask them, why don't you want to do it the way I did it? Why don't you want to do it the way it's always been done? And on its face, it's easy to agree with him, and it's easy for us, the sports fan, whose uh, attention is grabbed by competing and by the chance to be the best and to, to hoist trophies into the air. It's easy for us to say, that's exactly right, Tiger. You absolutely nailed it. But I want you for a second to simply think about this from your standpoint. The way you currently live your life, and I don't know what your professions are out there. If you offer them up, you can tell them to me. That's fine. But I don't judge anyone by their profession. You could be a lawyer. You could be a surgeon. You could be a doctor. You could be pouring concrete on Flagler right now. You could be up on scaffolding uh, somewhere in Lake Worth at this point, okay? You could be out in a sugarcane field in Bell Glade right now listening. What are you doing your job for? Everybody's different. This is purely a subjective question. What do you do your job for? Are you doing your job to do your job the best you can possibly do? to leapfrog somebody in terms of hierarchy at the business, to put yourself in a position to be raised to a higher level, to get yourself out of a specific situation employment-wise? Are you doing your job, showing up, waking up at 4 a.m., putting on your boots, going to work so that your family doesn't have to worry about whether or not there's going to be a Publix trip in the next week and a half? Mm. Whether or not there's going to be rent that's able to be paid at the end of the month. What do you do your job for? Because someone like Tiger, who's, he, in my opinion, he's the best to ever do it. It's not just your opinion. He is the best to ever do it. I mean, I understand the Nicholas but, argument, but, but come on. Fine. He's the best to ever do it. Fine. We'll make the declaration. <laughs> but but he, is, he is casting this wide, wide, wide net over a group of people and, and some of these youngsters who have not found a way to win on the PGA Tour, who have not found the salvation they've been looking for, and they've been offered this opportunity to set themselves up monetarily, a golden opportunity to set themselves up monetarily. And there are some of you that I would say, don't act like you're holier than thou, and you would, no matter where the money is coming from, say, ah, no, I'm good, I'm good. In a, in a vacuum, say it's not Saudi money. Because we'd still be having the same conversation about a rival league if there was this unlimited stream of cash, maybe not in this visceral manner, but this unbelievable stream of cash that's being thrown at all these golfers. Well, we'd still be saying, oh, they're not working hard enough for it. Notice how Tiger said nothing about Saudi money. Yeah. Want to know why? Because I'm sure he has plenty of Saudi money through various business partnerships in his bank account. It's a good call. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, the dude's gone, uh, if you just want to talk Middle East, dude's gone to Dubai plenty of times, okay? So... And not for free. Right, not for free. Not for free. Fill up the bank account, I'll be there. Bam. Okay? So I just want everybody to truly ask themselves. It's easy to say, oh, those on the Live Tour are taking the easy way out. Those on the Live Tour don't want to put on the work, and uh, they are not playing golf the way it should be played. 
I want to put yourself. I want you to put yourself in that situation. Someone who maybe has been on tour for a long, 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 long time, and you haven't found a way to break through, and this is your chance to say, "Hey, family, don't worry, I got it. We're locked in. You don't have to worry about a thing. All good." Isn't that kind of the American capitalist dream? Yeah, absolutely. Generational wealth. A, a, a few things. You know, you mentioned that Tiger really hasn't spoke up about it. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe because you mentioned that he's sitting on this higher pedestal where it just his opinion really doesn't matter in this case. Like he doesn't have any actual advice because he's not in those people people's positions. And two, I had a chance to talk to a live golfer, a guy on the tour right now, Travis Smythe, an Australian 27 year old who is a grinder or was a grinder. And he's 27 years old. He's been he's turned pro in 2017. Total career earnings was like $78,000. Played in one tournament, made $750,000 or upwards of it. And I don't think Tigers had to go through stuff like that. I don't think a lot of the guys' names that we know have had to go through stuff like that. So it, it is a capitalistic thing. Like, you're 27 years old. And, go make and yours. Go make yours. You're 27 it, years old, and, and it your life has gone a, a different route. It's really interesting to me. It's fascinating the stances that are take because, right, why do you do, you do your job? I, I understand it. There, there's two factions here that that keep battling themselves in my head, okay? I love the thought of being remembered forever as a Masters champion. Sure. I love the thought of standing on the green at 18 at the U.S. Open and celebrating another major win, going to St. Andrews, the birthplace of golf and winning, standing in the middle of the floor and putting up the NBA Finals trophy, standing on the mound and holding up the Commissioner's trophy after winning the World Series, indelible moments, etched in time, something you can always claim as your own, but also another part of me, and this has really come to the forefront as I have grown more and more into a father and family and provider, just finding a way to get yourself comfortable monetarily. And that matters too. If I never leave ESPN West Palm, if I never go to New York, if I never go to Chicago, if I'm never on national radio, you know what? I'll survive. Because I've created my little niche here. I come to work. I get the job done. And I reap the benefits after the fact. And you know what? Now, that's good enough for me. And you can't tell me that there aren't players on the Live Tour that feel the same way. Hey, I've given it a shot. But I understand my reality now. And now I have an opportunity to get the bag and make sure I don't have to worry about these things financially ever again, at least in the foreseeable future. Then, hell, why wouldn't I do this? Beautifully said. And I could speak from a football aspect, kind of climbing through the ranks or going from, you know, little league to the collegiate level and kind of being paid to play in a way. I wasn't a part of the NIL movement, but everybody's dream when they're young is to go to the NFL if you're playing football. It's just bottom line. Absolutely. That's just what you're going to do. And very, 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 very few actually realize that. Yeah, very few realize that. And the percentage to make it happen is also very, very small. Right. So I have a lot of relationships with guys who at one point in their career, at, at, at the age of like 24, maybe 23, 24, 25, have to make a decision. Okay. I got cut in the first week of minicamp here with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. I can go play in the Canadian Football League. I can go play in the Fan Control Football League. I can go play in the USFL. Like they, They're given these opportunities, and at that point, you have to make the decision. Yeah. I have to do what's right for me. Like and At least I'm going to get paid playing the sport I love. 
But you've come to the realization, I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not Tiger Woods. I don't have the skill and the natural talent that a guy like Brooks Kepka does. I'm just not that guy. And I think in professional, professional sports, the percentages are so small for you to make it to the top. From a competitive standpoint, does it seem like you're taking the easy way out on the live tour? Yeah, sure. Sure. And you've got to be okay with that. I understand that there are many with a mindset that say, you've got to go earn it. You've got to go earn what you get. Make yourself proud. Make sure that you look yourself in the mirror every morning and you like and respect what you see. But me, this is me personally. I don't care about that. You know what I care about? Direct deposit hitting. Boom. That's what I care about. But that's, I know that's not for everybody. I know that's not for everybody. But Tiger Woods and his outlook on the Live Tour and his perspective on golf and what makes for legitimate golf or not legitimate golf is completely skewed because he's been there, he's done it all because he has that greatness, and he's made more money than anybody in the history of the sport. But what about the 200-something ranked golfer that you talked to that's on the Live Tour two weeks ago, Stone, that is trying to pay rent? And now he has a chance to make six figures even when he has an off weekend? It might seem cheap, but you know what? It would make your life a hell of a lot more comfortable. You're talking about American Dream. His dream in life is to move to the States. And he's been stuck in Australia. He, and he didn't want to be there, and he doesn't want to stay there. Yep. The only way he gets to the States is with money. So, so he's going to accept this. So I want to ask you. You put yourself in the situation of a pro athlete. doesn't have to be a golfer. This is based off golf. But you're a pro athlete, okay? What would you more prioritize? And I want you to put yourself in the position of not a superstar, but you're sort of a journeyman, okay? Because I think that the vast majority of us who are part of this show family and we come together every day at noon, I would be willing to bet that in life, most of us, most of us are probably the equivalent of journeymen, okay? Love it. We're, we're, I know I'm not elite at anything. That's for damn sure. I'm a journeyman. Stone's a journeyman. We're just trying to make it right? You're a pro athlete. You're a journeyman pro athlete. Would you more prioritize A, championships and legacy, a chance to tell your grandkids, I want a title, I want a ring, my name's engraved on the Stanley Cup, or B, money and stability. Hey, you get to go to college. Hey, I have retirement funds. Hey, you never have to worry about paying for anything significant in your life. Here's an automobile at age 16. You're a journeyman pro athlete, okay? Would you prioritize A, championships and legacy, or B, money and stability? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. If you're... A middle-of-the-road journeyman pro athlete. Would you prioritize championships and legacy or money and stability? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, I understand there's a component of this where maybe you've won a title and so you're just trying to rack up contracts after that or you've racked up contracts and you're just trying to ch- to to chase a title after that but what i'm saying is that journeymen journeymen usually don't get the opportunity to dictate that path 
They take what's presented to them and try and capitalize off of it. And so for me, if I was a pro athlete and I'm trying to to make it, right, I'm probably, and this is going to fly in the face, I think, of what many of us want to believe about ourselves and our, our heroes on the hardwood or on the baseball field or on the gridiron. But, man, there's got to be a modicum of I'm in this for me. If you play a team sport, like, yeah, I know what I got to do, but it's Ken Lavica Inc. or it's Stone Labanowitz Inc. And you can't worry. You, you do what you can in the moment to realize that legacy portion, but the main component, the main percentage of what you're trying to do is to make sure that in a year's time or two years' time, you sit down and your agent has a contract from a general manager and you're able to put pen to paper, right? Isn't that the main idea? Isn't that what most of us are probably, even though we have these fantasies in our head, that's what we're probably striving for? Yeah, that most, I'd go majority. And you took the words right out of my mouth with Ken Levicka Inc. and Stolen Banowitz Inc. Draymond Green said that on his podcast, right? Because we're coming after P.J. Tucker ourselves. I wonder, why would you want to leave the Heat, right? You match the culture. You're now a fan favorite. You have a ring. Because he's chasing the bag. For the right reasons, he's chasing the bag. Yeah, we can't be mad at him. Right, Kyrie Irving, people talk about he doesn't have love for basketball. He's also a human being. Like, you have to realize that you're going to be done probably in seven, eight years, ten years. Like, you're going to have to sit there and live a life. Like, not everyone's going to be able to go be a politician like the genius Herschel Walker is. And a lot of these these guys aren't going to be able to do these things, right? They're just not built for it. Or they haven't prepared to do so or haven't set, you know, their ducks in a row to be able to accomplish that. So, in the meantime... I'm going to go make the extra money I can. I'm playing the sport I love. Right. Right. Don't follow me. So I just, it, it's, and with Tiger Woods, him calling out Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, those guys, you can put Dustin Johnson in that mix. I can't remember if he named Dustin Johnson. But what's, what's interesting about this is that Brooks Kepka, he's reached the highest highs yeah, four times. of that sport and still made the decision, we're going to go get some money. I mean, Dustin was world number one. Right. But he didn't mention Yeah, that. DJ was world number one. He has the, 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 the largest even, margin of victory, or the, the, the greatest performance, arguably, in Masters history. World number one, not even a year ago. Yeah. And then there's 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 Bryson DeChambeau. He's won a U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And all these guys decided to go. Everybody has their own view. Everybody has their own approach to what their priority is. All I'm saying is that it's easy for us as sports fans who largely are living and dying and honestly, spending our money because we want to believe that these athletes are invested in winning a championship, in having the confetti fall on their head, making us happy. But what you need to understand as well is that the human beings who play sports, who have been granted the ability to do so, the talent to do so, this is a business. This is still a business. So just like you, the landscaper, or you, the pilot, or you, the lawyer, or you, the car salesman, you're in it for you. You're in it to support yourself and your family. And these guys, maybe a little bit different lifestyle, but they're no different. They're no different from that standpoint. And I almost think it's romanticized to believe that everybody, every professional athlete is in it to win a title. Just like you may not love your job and you wake up in the morning and you're like, this sucks. I'm only doing this to put food on the table. It's going to sound crazy, but I'd be willing to bet there's plenty of pro athletes 
We're doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't like this, but I'm good at it. I think, I, I, I mean, I, I think there are plenty of athletes where I don't love this anymore, but this is what I do, and it's good money, so I'm just going to, to do it. Now, don't even go out on a limb and act like that's not the case for a lot of them. Like, I, I think call, in college— Just so happens they were given elite genes, and that's ju- what they do. Just so happens, and also, uh, for, for younger athletes and younger kids, like, your parents are weighing down on you. Like, you think mom and dad There's want pressure. you. Absolutely. You think they want you to go get I'm school I'm sure paid you've for. seen it uh, firsthand. I'm not saying your parents. I'm for, saying the like, high you. school teammates, college teammates, the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, you get to a point where you're a sophomore in college and you don't love the game, but they're paying for school. Mm-hmm. They're paying six figures for you to go to geometry class, right? You don't give a darn, a mm-hmm. rat's behind about what they're teaching you in college, but they're paying for your school. Yep. They're paying for your apartment. And they're maybe you're like your into to coding or you're into right. something else, but like you can catch the damn football really well. Yeah. Bingo. Beautifully said, because the kids who are into coding are usually pushed into doing something easier because that takes time away from right, the football right. field. And the coaches yeah. are like, all right, you have to miss practice Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know if that can work. Yeah, you might yeah. have to pick Why don't another you just major. Just go take a gen ed. Uh, you know, like what, it's sport it's, management. Yeah, it's not even a joke. It's right. literally how it goes down. And imagine it just multiplies when you get to the professional level because you're just so good that you can't stop playing. So. If you were a pro athlete, you, I'm talking about you, you out there listening right now, your ears, this is this is this is seeping into your brain. If you were a pro athlete, would you prioritize championships and legacy or money and stability? There's no wrong answer here, but I'm curious because it's easy for Tiger Woods to say, How could you not want to show up to these majors? How could you not want to compete? How could you not want to grind? But this is also the man who's made the most money from the sport in the history of the sport. So his perspective is not quite the number 250 ranked golfer in the world who has an opportunity to uh, make a portion, six-figure portion of a $20 million purse in Portland, right? Yeah. Brendan Grace won $4 million on the Live Tour this past weekend. The Masters champion this year, $2.7 million, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, if you're a pro athlete, would you more prioritize A, championships and legacy, or B, money and stability? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start in Port St. Lucie. That's where Don is. What's going on, Don? Hey, Ken. Great show, and I love your passion. I mean, like like with the LVI Tour, I mean, all these players are making a financial decision what's best for their family. Like some of them like the points you make, the ones that are, are the lower ranked, like this is a chance to set up their family and their kids and maybe their, their parents or grandparents or whatever. So you can't be, be, be uh, you know, grudge them because if someone would offer other money, you know, whether you're in a private corporation and I mean, people will, will jump because right. the, the days of loyalty are, are over. If a company has to cut you, they'll, they'll cut you. And it's like, with Kyrie Irving, he had a chance to take $37 million. Is he a millionaire right now? Might be, might not be. You don't know his finances. And then Russell Westbrook with the Lakers, he took $47 because he wasn't going to get right. it someplace else. So, right. And it so was these there. athletes, it, uh, yeah, it, it's there. And it's like, you know, so, no, it, it's very good points. In some place, this is going to eventually end up in court, you know, yeah, preventing them sure. from, you know, yeah, it's Ken and Don. Let me run this by you because I was I was also sort of thinking about this this morning. Golf is especially vulnerable to this type of discussion 
because I think that golf, people who follow golf, they love the romantic side of it. And for, that's a big part of the game for good reason. It's a very old game where you're relying on storytelling and the old greats and then passing the torch and generations and there's all the traditions. Golf becomes vulnerable because I think the vast majority are in this fantasy world that all golfers love the sport, love going out there every week and grinding away in four rounds and 72 holes. Just like any other business, I'm sure there are golfers that are like, ugh, waking up so early to hit it around, go to the range at 7 a.m. tea time. I don't love this, but I happen to be good, uh, good with it. And I think golf fans have a hard time consuming that. They have a hard time with that. Yeah, it, it exactly because I mean they're they're making the, the decisions. You know they got kids and yeah, is it a glamorous life? But they're in hotels, they're away from their family, and and I'm you know fortunate. All my three you know kids are grown. They all did well and stuff like that. But you know there there was time that I you know missed when I was you know busy working you know chasing the dollar and a bigger sure. thing. So I mean people just have to like. You know, if someone, you know, offers you more money to go from company A to company B, you're going to do it. Just like, you know, I'm from originally from Boston. Mm-hmm. People don't like Kyrie. Well, it's like, hey, he had a chance to opt in $37 million. You don't know if, if he made, you know, good investments, the decisions. You look at Mike Tyson. He's a multimillionaire. Now the guy's whatever, you know, level of income he's at. Right. And, you know, so, so you have to take that to provide for your family and your kids and, you know, sometimes some parents, you know, are have health reasons or whatever. So, you know, you, you, you have to take that opportunity. Appreciate the call, Don. You know, I think that what makes the conversation difficult sometimes is <laughs> we're talking about potential with, with some people out there, a minimum wage as opposed to <laughs> seven figures, right? Six figures, seven figures. That is very difficult to fully compartmentalize. Like, if you're making that much money, you better love what you do. Not necessarily. Everybody's in a different spot, and I know that's hard to to fully grasp, but uh, trust me, it's possible. It's possible to grasp that. There are people doing what you think are glamorous, unbelievably entitled, privileged jobs who are not happy with what they're doing, and they're simply doing them because they have been given some sort of ability to do so, and they're just doing it to make sure that they are taking care of their family. And let's be honest, some people have different tastes than others and have different lifestyles than others, and you want to sustain said lifestyle, there's survival, and then they're sustaining a lifestyle, and they're vastly different, but there's also a similar approach to it, similar approach to maintaining that. Jim is in Wellington. Jim's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Jim. Hi, Ken. How are you? Good, buddy. Uh, let me turn the radio down. All good. Um, you know, it's a, it's a no, it's a no brainer to to uh, to go to the live tour. And, I mean, think about yourself. If uh, you know Saudi Arabian sports wanted you to go at double the salary, you'd be gone tomorrow. That's right. Welcome from Riyadh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, this golf is uh, it's so different than any other sport. You know, in the NFL, if you, if you, I mean. If you get injured, you don't play, you get paid. You know, golf, they need that. You know, golf has always been a sport where, you know, you earn every dollar. But it's, you know, it's very competitive. 
but again, most of your golf kids come out, you know, they're silver spoon kind of kids. You know, they, they, they golf, golf is very expensive. That training is very expensive. Right. So they, they, we're not talking about project kids playing, playing basketball. No, and, or, no you know. and even on the PGA Tour, if you're making money, money on the PGA Tour, like legit pro athlete money, you're doing so because you have sponsorships all over the place. Your polo is filled with logos. Your hat has a, a notable logo on the front of it. Like Tiger Woods, the vast majority of his career earnings came from sponsorships. Phil Mickelson, same thing. Uh, Rory McIlroy, same thing. Uh, JT, the, the, the Live Tour, and again, like Saudi money probably doesn't feel great. For It's offensive to many, but this is the first legitimate massive money, like actual pro athlete money that's been offered in the sport like ever based on purses. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. You know, the PGA Tour is. Uh, you know, they're 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 talking out of one side of their mouth and listening out of another ear. They they've been racist for years. You know, the first they didn't allow some tournaments didn't allow blacks to play as soon as 1975. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the know, sport the sport has been awash in uh, in, in, in in that type of uh, behavior, the racist behavior, and we've talked about it. And appreciate the call, Jim. I mean. This is a sport that has not exactly had the most sunshiny past. So you can you can throw stones as you should at at Saudi Arabia and the human rights record, but let's not ask, act like the game of golf and the PGA Tour and clubs where these tournaments are played at are the most squeaky clean of. We've always been accepting. Come, come play, enjoy. Mm, no. Yeah, and I, no. and, I, and I think Greg Norman had an early quote, like, hey, I got dirt on them, too, if they want to come after sure. me. And I think that's kind of why the PGA Tour hasn't really come at his throat, because he knows things that uh, they don't yeah. want to, to get and, out. And Greg Norman's just annoying. Like, he's just he's just an <laughs> annoying person. An annoying shark. Yeah, but but it, th- this comes down to, again, it's easy for Tiger Woods, and I'm not trying to bash the dude, but it's easy for Tiger Woods to say, I mean, I just, these guys are going to make guaranteed money. But Tiger... I haven't heard him come out against NBA players or Major League Baseball players. Those guys make guaranteed money. Football, the sport that's roughest on your body of the North American sports, the major North American sports, that's the one where there aren't guaranteed contracts. That's the one where you get injured and you could very well get cut because you're injured mm-hmm. and then have your salary deferred. And then you're really trying to figure out what do I do next as you rehab an ACL injury. Tiger, I see him courtside at NBA games. Is he okay with with those with those guaranteed contracts? Is he okay with baseball's guaranteed <laughs> contracts? So what is why why is golf any different with guaranteed money? I don't I, I haven't heard him come out and say, "Oh, Kyrie sat out for for three quarters of the season." Where does Tiger have thoughts on that? That's all. That's all I'm wondering. You're a pro athlete. Would you more prioritize championships and legacy? Or money and stability. I think Stone and I both, just based on our life situations, money and stability, that sounds real good. And then championships, if you somehow get put in a fortunate situation. But that's the way we think. That's the way we think. Might be different for someone else. I want you to put yourself in the position of a pro athlete. Would you more prioritize championships and legacy or money and stability? 888 760 3776. 
888-760-3776. Twitter is open, at KLV1063. He's still on the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Alive on ESPN 1063. This comes in from Mark on Twitter. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. As a starting pro golfer, take the bag and take care of family. What should the PGA do to entice these guys back once they have change in their pockets? Invitation-only events, bigger pots, etc. What establishes reputation? It's a good question. I mean, I think we've already seen what the PGA Tour plan is going to be, and that's reconfigure the schedule, try and create more chances for glory, championships, trying to trying to to add in some circumstance. Oh, you could lose your your tour card and money. Money, 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 money. The fact of the matter is, the PGA Tour, their first response to the live tour threat Mm -hmm. was raise the pot, raise the pot, raise the pot, raise the pot, higher purse, more money, here's some green. Hey, you want more money? That is what drives the sport. So Tiger can, 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 can pontificate only once about the grind and getting it out the dirt, getting out of the dirt. And, and the azaleas and the masters and the atmosphere and all those things. But the PGA Tour has already shown you the bottom line is the bottom line. The bottom line is why Dustin Johnson's with the Live Tour. The bottom line is why Brooks Kepka's on the Live Tour. The bottom line is why Patrick Reed is there. Bryson DeChambeau, money. The PGA Tour's first reaction was, hey guys, stay, here's more money. There's the indication of the direction the PGA Tour is going. Yeah, and if the Live Tour wasn't present, that wouldn't have happened. No. We wouldn't have seen them do that kind of thing. And I do want to touch on the competitive side of things. You, you, you did mention that it does take away from the competitiveness, right? No initiative to practice, no reason to practice. I mean, and so- when, when you look at greasy Pat Perez, yeah. who, I mean, he's just bad. He's a bad golfer. He sh- shot eight over and made $900,000. Exactly. Ty- and then he's dancing on the private plane. Like, I get how that's a bad look. I get how that's a bad look. But again, who am I to judge the man getting his bag? Yeah, I also have a Pat Perez audio on why he joined, which I thought was very interesting. What he did talked- he say? I want more money? Hey, no, he says, I'm a 46-year-old man. I'm banged up, right? I'm not going to win any more tournaments. But what I can do is enjoy the sport that I loved, and the reason that I got into it was play with the boys. But like I said, I wanted to talk on the competitive side of things because you said, yeah, it does take a little incentive away. But what I think Liv's doing, and I don't want to go too pro-Liv here, but the team aspect of it, the guys love. Dustin said, it feels like I play the Ryder Cup. I'm going to be playing the Ryder Cup eight times yeah. a year. They have eight events. And when I watch these guys, because I've watched both events so far, the one in London and the one in Portland, and it's so cool to see somebody on the greens, on the 18th green, or shotguns, or no matter what hole they're on, with an eight-foot putt for $300,000 and to put their team in third for a $1 million bag, and you have three guys rooting you on, giving you a line behind you, hey, man, you know what's at stake. And I've seen it twice, two weekends in a row now, where one member of the team has cashed, got in on that purse because of making a putt and watching them cheer and literally chest bump each other like they're 14 years old in eighth grade after scoring a touchdown on a jet sweep. Like, to see that come out of guys, which you don't see on the PGA Tour, 
That's the competitive spirit right there. You're competing four on four on four on four. It was really cool to see, and that's my favorite aspect of it. Like, they are kind of making it competitive. You are two slots out of a million dollars, and now it's riding on one guy. Level up. But you're 23. You like different things like that. Tiger Woods showed his age this morning. When he, he was talking specifically, one of his arguments against the Live Tour was, 54 holes, the loud music and the atmosphere, things like that. He sounded crotchety as hell. Yeah, and he said uh, back in the day, you know, there was 36-hole playoffs. You think Brooks Kepka wants to compete on a Monday or Monday <laughs> and a Tuesday, 36 right. holes? Or not even Brooks Kepka, because he's one of the ones who, you know, doesn't love it. Right. One of the other guys is like, oh, God. But I, I assure 36 you, holes? the PGA Tour is going to have a couple of, of events. It could be three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, where we're going to see a tournament where it's actual teams. Yeah. And it's things from the Lift Tour. And I think Lift Tour survives five years in fulls. Okay. That's my personal, maybe not because of money, but the Saudi government decides, eh, let's go put this money elsewhere. You think right? bored. Right. Um, I don't hate that. There are going to be some things from the Lift Tour that get incorporated into the PGA Tour. And, uh, and uh, then golf fans will be like, oh, what a great idea. Oh, you know where that came from? The Saudi Tour. Mm hmm. Inconvenient truth. Mm hmm. You're a pro athlete. I want to put you in this situation. You're a pro athlete, like a journeyman pro athlete, okay? Like a number a number of these live tour players are, like a number of NBA players are, like a number of NFL players are, like a number of baseball players are. You're a journeyman pro athlete. Would you more prioritize championships and legacy or money and stability? 888-760-3776. 760 Three seven seven six Stone. Where are we headed to here? Fishbowl, baby. Ernesto in Boynton. Ernesto in Boynton. Hey, Ernesto. Hello, guys. Thanks for taking um, uh, thanks for taking my call. I uh, you're saying a journey meaning I've already I'm already at the later half of my career. Have I won any championships? I just want to get this correct. I want to get this scenario correct. Have I won any championships in my career? Uh, no. And you're a journeyman, so you've you've made like like average money. You've bounced around a little bit. You've been a role player, but you haven't won it. Maybe a couple of playoff appearances, but no ring yet. No ring. No. Give me the cash. <laughs> Give me the cash. I don't care what my legacy is because I don't have no legacy. I have nothing to live. There is nothing there. But I can secure my kids' future and my, uh, and my, uh, and my legacy for them. Yes, I'll secure that bag. The hell, there is no legacy left, man. Let's get the bag. Get the moolah and tiger. Stop being a hypocrite, man. Come on, man. How the hell are you going to talk about the live tour when you're, you're the billion-dollar man, bro? No, I, everybody in that tour that wanted to go there, there's a reason. Their name is not Tiger. That's the reason why they went to the Live Tour, because their name is not Tiger. Thank you, guys. Have uh, a good one. I, Ernesto, I appreciate it. I mean, it, it, the, the fact of the matter is, and we said it earlier, it is very easy. Again, I'm not bashing him. I'm not. I love Tiger with all my heart. It is very easy for the man with all the money who is the golden child, will always be, and is the greatest golfer of all time. Literally a prodigy. Yeah. It is very easy for him to be up in the ivory tower saying, why wouldn't you want to do it the way I did it? Like, that's so easy to do. Like, that would be, that would be, this is going to be a terrible analogy, but it's like me 
with our intern class here where I'm like, you know, they're, they're sitting here and they're learning about business and they're doing those things and, and like learning all of radio. I'd be like, wait, wait, you don't want to go get me a coffee? Because that's what I did when I was an intern in radio. That's not a bad analogy. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to do it that way? When they're actually learning something, it's worthwhile for them. For me, I was just running food and, and, and coffee errands. But I, I came out of the dirt. I put in the grind. Why wouldn't you want to do it the way I did it? This isn't the same. Yeah, Tiger's talking about, you know, earning it in the dirt. What about the kid from Chicago, Illinois, who's currently playing on the Illinois, or the Asian tour, mm-hmm. or, you know, the European tour. This guy's living in a Yeah, he's, had a, yeah, he's, he's busing from Singapore to <laughs> Bangkok. It's, it's not even a joke. That's literally what these guys are doing. And there's, there's Germany football leagues that I have plenty of friends that I've played with in the past that are in. And I think these kids want to be in Germany? No, but they're getting paid $100,000, and they wouldn't, sitting there behind a desk typing away in an accounting firm. Like, right. it's just like... It's so hard, I, and, and I, I do love, because we do love Tiger so much, but I love that we're taking away his credibility, because I'm sure in, in no no other aspect of his career has anybody tried to pull his card, and we've spent now 48 minutes trying to pull Tiger Woods' card. It's very yeah, amusing. Yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable uh, <laughs> that's with what, what I, we're doing. That's what I mean. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with that at all. By the way, I'm trying to decide if you can actually... Uh, I guess you could. I guess you could what, bus to Singapore. Yeah, they're on the <laughs> same. So, so Bangkok in Thailand, uh, that's, uh, that's like mainland Asia. And then you go down in Isthmus. And then there's the, the peninsula that makes up Malaysia and Singapore. So ideally, you could bus from um, Bangkok to Singapore. So amateur golfers, you know, if you aspire to go play on the Asian tour, there's your, there's your route. Yeah. When I said it, when I was talking about a bus, I'm like, uh-oh. I wonder if they're separated by water. That would be bad. And so I had to look it up. And that is your fact of the day. You can bus from Bangkok to Singapore. Where are we going now? Jason and Stewart. Jason's in Stewart. Jason's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Jason. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfect. Oh, my radio's up. Sorry. One second. All good. All good. All right. Sorry. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. A uh, couple things that you guys brought up today. A, pro, a professional that did not like what he did, Agassi, that mm-hmm. got to a point in his career where he hated playing tennis. Yes. Second, uh, I would take less money to have championships, but then again, you're talking about sports that have guaranteed money. So I think the Live Tour just shows, uh, what, like you said, Tiger's great, but I think he uh, showed his old man coming out, and I think there's a lot of things to the Live Tour that, speak to the masses and speak to younger people. So that's that's all I got to say. Yeah, I think that's very nuanced and very reasonable. And it also, while Jason was talking, made me think about minor league baseball players. Because minor league baseball players, there is a component of them where there is a passion for the sport that almost becomes unreasonable. When you are 33 34 and still toiling in like double A and getting on buses with a wife and kids with a wife and kids and you're you're making really honestly probably not a lot more money than uh, what say the average you know like me I'm a veteran radio professional yeah. not making a ton more money than I probably am and I'm not making anything that's going to blow your mind I promise you that okay <laughs> and you're spending 
months and months and months. These dusty minor league fields, God knows where, right? Albuquerque, Amarillo, places <laughs> like that. Like, there's a passion. You have stuck with baseball, not because you're going to get that break any longer. You're still holding out hope for that, but you can't bring yourself to leave it. Like that, that's the type of person that would call and say, I would prioritize championships over money and stability. The opportunity to win a double-A championship or the opportunity to leave a legacy with this club over money because that, that's passion, but not everybody has passion for their sport. You're a pro athlete. Would you more prioritize championships and legacy or money and stability? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's still on the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Not done with Tiger yet because he did something this morning where if I was on the receiving end of what Tiger did, I would probably legitimately, well, I'd poop all over myself. It would be so nerve-wracking. It would be so shocking that I could do nothing but lose all my faculties right in front of him. I'll explain in just a second. Hey, are you looking for work? Are you looking for an opportunity for a job to make some money? Well, let me tell you about the award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa located on beautiful Singer Island between Jupiter and West Palm Beach. They are hiring. I have stayed there before. I have hung out there before. I have kicked my feet up there before. It is beautiful. And there is work there for you. They're looking for positive, smiling faces with a passion for hospitality. Whether you're looking for a full-time career or a part-time job, Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa has it all. They're now hiring for front desk agents, room attendants, maintenance technicians, servers, bartenders, baristas, and recreation attendants, just to name a few. Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa offers employees free meals, free covered parking, free short-term disability, free life insurance, vacation time, PTO, health benefits, 401k with a fully vested match, career path planning, Marriott discounts, a $500 referral incentive, and so much more. I mean, listen, people, if you're looking for work, and Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island is offering all of those benefits, take advantage of this, okay? Call 561-340-1700. That's 561-340-1700. Ask to speak with Human Resources for more details. Your chance to be a part of the team at the award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa. All right, so this morning, practice rounds for the Open Championship. And uh, have you ever have you ever heard of? And I'm trying to I'm trying to to find the name of uh, of this player. By the way, oh uh, Adrian Morocco. Have you ever heard of him? That I have not. All right. He apparently recently won the Irish Open. Okay, but he's a young dude, fairly young dude. Okay, and he's going to get a practice round in this morning at St Andrews, and he shows up a little bit early. And guess who's standing at the tee? Tiger Woods. <laughs> so Tiger goes. Hey, uh, you just want to play together? Just out of nowhere. Hey, you just want to play? You, you want to you want to play a practice run together? And so Adrian Moronk has never has never met Tiger Woods. Certainly never played with Tiger Woods. Uh, yeah, but 
I put myself in Adrian Moronk's shoes. Now, Adrian Moronk clearly can, can golf. But I was thinking about what if that was me? Like, I walk up to the tee anywhere. It could be at a, a Muni. It could be at Palm Beach Par 3. I walk up and there's Tiger. And this is me. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, you want to play together? I don't know how I would react because I think the initial thought is, hell yeah, that's Tiger Woods. Of course I want to play Ron with him. But me, the the amount of embarrassment, how self-conscious I would be, the embarrassment I would feel, chunking it over and over and over in front of him because that's how I golf. It takes me a long time, like a par five. Tiger, hope you're willing to wait for my eighth shot onto the green. Like, I, <laughs> no. would, I would almost say, you know what, I'd rather not, but maybe we can meet in the restaurant after. Like, I, I would not be able to subject myself to the embarrassment that I would bestow upon myself the way I play if I were to, to play in a group with Tiger Woods. I would tell Tiger Woods, no. I would not play a round of golf with Tiger Woods. I think I agree with you. I would tell him no as well, and I would have a few questions first. One, how many mulligans are you going to give me? Because I need at least like four on Two, this front. could you never look at me hit a shot? <laughs> Can you not look at me hit a shot? And do you have any clubs I could borrow? Because I'm sure whatever clubs I brought to right. the course yeah. are not uh, uh, up to par. And like, I, don't, I don't care if like they're so long that it, it <laughs> yeah. looks like I'm holding a ruler in front of me. Or opposite. They're so short that I'm hunched over yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're Charlie's clubs. For me, it would be like a yardstick. And I'm just, but who cares? <laughs> but, but, yeah, I guess there's I, – I would only play around with Tiger Woods if he agreed not to look at me hit any shot at all. Uh, he just he, he would talk to me, but I don't want him looking at a shot. You, the way you golf, the way you play, the way you conduct yourself on the course, would you play around with Tiger Woods? If Tiger Woods offered to play around with you, based on how you golf, would you play a round of golf with Tiger Woods? Would you play a golf with Tiger Woods? Because I don't think the answer is as simple as it seems. <laughs> Because Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, and you are you. So you better be pretty damn confident in your game. And honestly, I am too insecure in my golfing abilities to want to play a round of golf with Tiger Woods. I would try and get him for a drink, but to play a round of golf? Uh-uh. Would you be willing to play a round of golf with Tiger Woods? 888-760-3776. 888 888- 760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Don't the it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 1063.